0: Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. They're really big into their nudity in Berlin. That's it's, one of it's the a, things that surprised an, me.
1: It's a, an Eastern German thing, I think. The FKK. Yeah, they they love to go naked. They're proud of their bodies. I don't think it's uh, it's about pride. No, Do you I think, think they just like to get nude? Yeah, just that. Just feel free.
0: On my honeymoon, we stayed, uh, we were on this island up off the west coast, the uh, north west coast of Germany. There was a bus stop in between the hotel where we were staying and the main town, and it was for the FKK beach.
1: Okay. So anybody
0: <laughs> you knew who was getting off there was getting new to you within seconds.
1: You, you can spot a lot of naked people on lakes around Berlin in summertime. Hmm. Yeah, they they, came, came, they come them, out of the blue. You're not expecting, uh, and then suddenly, penises. The then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: of course, you yeah, have your first summer first in Berlin. First summer in
2: Berlin, yeah. It's been a bit too cold to get naked recently.
0: Yeah,
1: it is a little bit cold. <laughs> when it's minus 15, it's not nudie time. No. No. But th- those days are coming. The, the naked people days.
0: Mm. Days to look forward to, I would say. Anyway, that's enough of that. Joining me Ian McCord on today's One Football podcast is Alex Mott. Hello. Andre Gonzalez. Hello. And Philip Costa. Hello there. The usual email if you want to get in touch is podcast at podcast@onefootball.com. Get your questions in there or you can get onto iTunes, give the pod a rating, leave a comment to let us know how you think we're doing. So, during the week I was writing my intro, getting my prep done for the for today's podcast. So I'm going to I'd like to tell you what I wrote for the Roma Barcelona game. Yeah. This was a foregone conclusion and so it proved to be, Yeah, as were most of the games at this stage of the competition and the last stage of the competition, which leads me to ask, is the, has the Champions League become boring? Mm, how wrong I was. So, Andre,
1: how right you were? I was uh, I I was right I I can <laughs> I would I, I cannot say this a lot of yeah. times <laughs> yeah but now I can say it. it it we recorded the podcast maybe three weeks ago yeah and I said that it would be really tough to beat Roma at home and if Roma managed to get uh, a live from Camp Nou, mm-hmm. they could, they could make it, and, and you laughed at me. I did you laugh. laugh. Yeah, I, I, did I did laugh. Well. Within <laughs> I have to, I, I want to add
0: within seconds of the end of the game the other day, Andre had texted me <laughs> to remind me
3: <laughs> of this uh, this judgment of his. But Phil, you also called it. I did. Yeah, when we did our previews, when the draw came out, that was the uh, the draw I picked out as a potential upset. I mean, it was always gonna be hard and, and unlikely but I just felt that they've been you know, they've stuck around to get this far and, you know, like like Andre said at home they're really strong. So yeah, that good. that away goal from Dzeko I thought was just a consolation really but it ended up being crucial and, you know, they were brilliant. They were so good on, on Wednesday. So uh, they deserved it off of Tuesday, sorry.
0: Andre, tell me this how did they after being so terrible in the first leg?
1: They they were not terrible. That's well, the, the result was at least terrible. The say. result was really deceiving because those four goals for Barca, come on, two own goals. The way the whole thing happened, it wasn't the the game. That wasn't the game we saw. So I don't think I've seen a
2: such a brilliant pressing performance from anyone in Europe. Yeah, than we did from Roma yesterday. There, oh, there was there was they no, no space. They were. Is this, what,
0: is this what the difference was between yeah. the, the Tuesday's game and last week's game? Yeah,
2: definitely. And fair play to Di Francesco. He went for it. He went chic, Dzeko, two big men up top. They were you know just so well-coordinated. Nainggolan made a big difference in the midfield as well, I thought. And he went through at the back. Um, the three centre-backs were perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, re- like, he really went for it. It could have gone either way. And thought Roman was superb. Very
1: and and Barcelona playing with only two men up front... Uh, it was so easy for for Roma to control the whole thing. I think I read that
2: um, the the most passes between two Barcelona players was PK back to Ter Stegen.
1: Yeah, it game. makes sense, <laughs> which is insane. In the second half, they, they, they couldn't do the usual Barcelona game. It was just uh, long passes. Yeah, it was so weird to watch. So, what went wrong for Barcelona then? Who didn't show up? I think it was it was probably Roma. The, I, I, Barcelona, they had some bad games this season but they always managed to, to, to get something from the game also because they have an alien playing for them and most of the time the alien shows up <laughs> and, and he, he does his thing mm-hmm. and um, Tuesday there was no alien also because also <laughs> Daniele de Rossi made an amazing game yeah, he was it crying. was a monster the whole game Absolutely uh, tremendous. I'm looking great uh, these days. I must yeah. say. <laughs> You're talking about uh, is physique or everything? Everything. <laughs> everything. Sorry, Alex. I know it's easy to be like
2: wise after the fact, but I don't think Barcelona. I know they've been unbeaten this whole season, but they haven't been brilliant ever. They, really, yeah. this is something so, that
3: Phil, uh, Phil I think subscribes yeah. to. No? Yeah, they're just. It happens with a lot of Valverde teams. They're just efficient. Yeah. They're they're not brilliant, but in the four four two, they have they know what they need to do and they end up forcing their way through eventually so yeah, yeah. it's you're right they haven't really been terrific and you know on the days where it doesn't work like andres said they rely on messi to to come up with something special and and when he didn't or wasn't able to do it the other day then they looked a bit lost i mean suarez he's been still really efficient this season but at times he looked old uh, the, the burst of pace wasn't there mm, yeah, and yeah. It wasn't quite happening. Um, Titi was yeah, was awful. awful. Yeah, I mean, um, was excellent for the first half of the season, and as these contract talks sort of rumble over, mm-hmm. there's he hasn't quite been right recently, and you know, there's players in that team that shouldn't be at Barcelona. Andre Gomes is not is not good enough. Nelson Samedo is still question marks over, you know. But like like the two have said, it's it's all credit to Roma for their for their bold performance. <laughs> the the high the high pressing was. Uh,
1: incredible, and they, they did it for ninety minutes yeah. nonstop. Uh, N'Golan uh, always uh, pressuring uh, Busquets. He was pretty It annoying. was one of the keys because uh, Busquets is the, the first guy to, to you know to start uh, producing yeah. something, and he, he had no space to do it. And when he was subbed, the the, the frustration of Busquets was pretty much that that summed up the, the Barcelona game. It, 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 they couldn't do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was definitely Roma being brilliant rather than
2: Barcelona. Yeah, I agree with that. Then, I, the, yeah. the, the
1: the appreciation from the Spanish media, they were basically saying that Barcelona was was a total failure, and they they were because of Roma. to, to lose Salah, Totti retire,
2: Monchi comes in as sporting director. You know, all that sort of rife. All that is, uh, yeah. To do it now is amazing. I think uh, the first they made it to the 84. semi-final
1: for the first time yeah. since 83, 84. Mm.
0: It was, of course, Manolas's goal. Who was that was set to the Titanic music, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know who's out there doing these, but these are my favourite thing on the internet, except for that yodeling boy. <laughs> yeah. If if you haven't seen this, I urge you to go look at the Roma English Twitter feed and find their Zeko yodeling boy. Mashup!
1: It is it the was, most insane thing ever. it was a uh, master lesson from from
3: social media coming it, it, from, from it was. Roma they posted it like 10 minutes after full time as well so they knew that everyone would be on their page and yeah. it, just, it banged amazing. straight away it had like 10,000 retweets so
0: Manolas got the Titanic music was he their standout performer or we think probably more De Rossi and Angolan was it?
1: yeah Um Manolas was amazing but I, I, I would have to go with De Rossi and Angolan and and also Jack I thought Jack, Jacko Jacko was, was incredible. Yeah, like, I think he won all. Uh, all. He completely bullied PK, didn't he? Completely. All duels. He he yeah. wanted. It yeah. was incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. It was always it was always a, there was a sort of sense that his career, or at least his my, my perspective, his career was slightly over moving to Roma from yeah. chel, uh, from Manchester City. But he's really revived himself. He so really has. Correctly. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, he's he was brilliant yesterday, and he's a real big game player. You know, he scored against mm. Chelsea away, Chelsea at home. I think he's got six goals in the Champions League now, which is Roma's most in a European Cup campaign ever. Mm. So huge, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I think um, he's the only player to score fifty-plus goals in three different leagues as well. Three of the top five European leagues. Wow. So England, Germany, and Italy. So
0: well done. Uh, Afterwards, Busquets, who we mentioned earlier, called it the worst defeat of his career. I think it's fair to say this is going to get in as one of the worst defeats for Barcelona as a club.
1: Yeah. Uh, Definitely. It's, it's no a, no one was expecting something like this. They were and, just completely outplayed, weren't yeah. they? Barcelona.
2: It's still, yeah. not just any It's Barcelona, they completely yeah. outplayed. So.
1: Um, I think this is probably, this comeback is bigger than the one they performed last season against PSG.
0: Well, that's exactly where I wanted to go next. Roma are the only side in the Champions League history to overturn a three-plus goal deficit after the first leg in the knockout stages. So I'm wondering where this stands in the pantheon of comebacks. Better than Barca last season, which you're talking about. I think so. Better than United in '99, Liverpool 2005, yeah. Deportivo 2004.
3: Oh, that yeah. Deportivo one is probably... I, I don't think it it's up, Liverpool w-
1: in, uh, the, in the final. I would say that this one is was as good as the Deportivo one. Because we're talking about underdogs in both But situations. Liverpool only had 45 minutes to 10 mm. rather than a whole 90 minutes. And, and, the, and that but, Milan team was amazing. Yeah, but, that, but we're talking about Liverpool versus Milan, two giants, European giants, and and Deportivo that Liverpool type Steve, was not good. Steve though, was playing. We're, but then we're talking about <laughs> and Harry, <laughs> and Harry Kiel, yeah, yeah. I'll have you know the four the 04 with the Deportivo. We're talking about a, uh, an underdog playing against Milan. That For was, those
0: at the back who might know, yeah, they were four 0 down against AC Milan,
1: mm-hmm. and then came back to win five four. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and this one again, uh, underdog against one of the best teams in the world. They're all good. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all. all good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we'll okay. agree. <laughs> You're okay. But okay. we'll agree that the Man United
0: win in '99 <laughs> was the best.
2: Let's <laughs> <laughs> move be on swiftly.
0: Elsewhere, I have to, I have to admit, I was actually quite happy that the penalty was awarded in the Real Madrid game last night. Yes. I had to, you know, I had to get up early. Wasn't really interested <laughs> yeah. in another. I wasn't really interested in another thirty yeah. minutes. Plus, I I knew how it was going to end. I predicted that it. My wife will tell you this. I said in the end, Ronaldo is going to score the winner. That's how it's going to be. That's how it was. Let's clear something up from the start. It was a penalty, wasn't it?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. for definitely. me it was as well. I can't believe there's an argument. Really, it was. has got caught out. He's tried to cover. He's seen Vasquez. And he's gone through the back of him. I can't honestly can't believe there's an argument. I it,
1: think it's the the drama speaks higher on in this in this case. It's like it's the, the, the very last minute and something like that I, yeah, happens, know, you know. I know we're all caught up in the like
2: Buffon winning it mm-hmm. yeah. comeback narrative, but that's not yeah. a reason to not give the penalty. Yeah. So yeah, it's but definitely a
0: penalty. Did you hear what Buffon had to say after the game? Uh, Go on Speaking of Michael Oliver He said Clearly you cannot have A heart in your chest But a trash can (laughs) On top of that If you don't have The character to walk On a pitch like this In a stadium like this You can sit in the stands With your wife Your kids Drinking your Sprite And eating crisps
2: is that what the Italians think the English are do? Yeah, that, that, <laughs> was, that, was, that was a <laughs> massive <master> plan, <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> yeah. plan from
1: Pride to 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 give some product placement <laughs> yeah. to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> official statement. Poor Buffon. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. poor guy. It was he was br- he was really good as well. He made some really key yeah, saves. Um, but like you, you can't said, put your
0: hands on a referee.
2: Yeah, you can't. And yeah, it was just the most Real Madrid thing ever. Wasn't it? Last <laughs> minute penalty, and it was it was always going to happen. But
0: is there yeah. any other player than Cristiano Ronaldo you would want taking that penalty? I can't
2: think of one really. It wow. was brilliant. I, it, I think I did read afterwards that he actually admitted you know, that his heart rate was going crazy, and which is <laughs> I, I never really heard him sort of I, be that vulnerable. I would, I vulnerable. would, have, I would yes, have feelings. I would have <laughs> a heart attack. Just that,
1: yeah. and uh, I was a great. Penalty. But he, he waited to 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 score the penalty. What four minutes? Yeah. It was yeah. It was a long time, yeah. Mm. It was it was a lot of time. Yeah. So not
0: only does he have abs of steel, but balls of steel <laughs> too. <Yeah. laughs> I did enjoy Wojciech Szczesny's uh well, Szczesny's? <laughs> Szczesny's walk onto the pitch too. Literally at snail pace, just <laughs> yeah. upping the ante with every step. It was very impressive. Again, I would not have been able to keep my camp. I would have I don't know if I've been able to even kick the ball if I were Ronaldo. Yeah, it was a brilliant. But it, it was pretty good. What did, Ronaldo, or what did uh, Juventus do this time around? Why was it so different? I
2: thought, as with, as with the Madrid derby at the weekend, you could tell that Juventus, as Atletico Madrid did, they were targeting Marcelo on the left. They could see that there was going to be a massive gap behind him. Mm-hmm. And I think even at about 25 minutes, it, it was nearly 3-0 because every ball, it was Pjanic getting the ball, putting it over Marcelo's head cross and then you could see that Mandzukic was just targeting Carvajal which is uh, well, brilliant from Allegri and I think it proves why he's such a good coach I know they got it wrong in the first leg but he he looked at that he obviously looked at the Madrid derby at the weekend saw where the weaknesses were and he exploited them brilliantly um, and yeah, Juventus were great.
1: Juventus were really, really good, and I did feel sorry for them. At and the end. also, they had a Pjanic uh, yeah. in this game, mm-hmm. and that makes a lot, a lot, a lot of difference. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's, my anti-Dybala thing. thing is coming along <laughs> well because in the beginning of the c- the construction, you have a man like Pianich and the quality of of his passes—it's just—it's too good. I think
2: he's up there with Modric for me, and the way that he controls the game, Ooh. he's 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 just so calm on the ball, and he completely calms everything down. He's mm. He is the Juventus sort of fulcrum, as it were. But yeah, he was brilliant.
0: One player who came out of this game looking good was Sergio Ramos. Yes, <laughs> and <it> he <laughs> wasn't yes. even there. Not even playing. He wasn't supposed to be there. No. One person who came out looking bad was Gareth Bale.
1: Yeah, I well, think that's yeah. that's it for, him. That's I, for
0: me. Wearing gloves
1: in April in I, di- I, mean, I didn't. I didn't get the idea of starting uh, Bale. It was so weird. Well, I, I, I no, I that? get
0: it because I think he wants to almost prove that Bale is not quite good enough for Real Madrid now. So what he's doing is... It was um, a setup? Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I mean, that's a bit (laughs) bit
0: cynical for me, but I think that's what he was doing is that he was playing him and saying, well, look, I'm going to show that this guy is not quite good enough to justify why I haven't been picking him.
2: Yeah. And he won't play in a big game for Real Madrid he won't again play in a bit.
0: And unfortunately, he's going to end up at some Premier League club on some very high wages. I d- and other younger players are not going to get the chance. And I think that's it's, it's a sad Do You know, sad I effect.
2: actually don't think a Premier League club would take a gamble on him now. I well, I think I the only, so sure. I think the only team that would are Man United. And yeah. I don't think there's any space for him really. When Anthony but, Martial...
0: Leaves, well, yeah. You know, I could yeah. honestly see him going to China. On. Already? Yeah, I wow. really could. He's not interested in football anymore. He did talk about recently how he prefers golf. Yeah, and really. he has built a golf course with three of the most iconic golf holes out his back garden. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, tr- I learned too much about <laughs> that.
1: <There's Yeah>. Tr- <laughs> it, it, it doesn't look like he's enjoying uh, himself on a pitch, He's completely be bereft of confidence. That was the, a point the pressure's in the got to him as well.
3: Yeah. I think at Real Madrid, for, for him especially, it's like a lose-lose situation. Because even if he does play well... He knows he hasn't got the confidence of, of Zidane, mm. and he's just going to be out. You know, he's not trusted. Ronaldo's got centre stage. Vasquez is, you know, pretty reliable on that right hand side yeah. as well. And I just think, apart from that first season, it's just been a disastrous move for him, and it's a shame because he's a great player. But the injuries and the the pressure of playing for Real Madrid looked to have just weighed him down completely. I I think that's all we
0: need to say about the Juventus-Real Madrid game. Elsewhere, there was Manchester City's defeat to Liverpool. Akash Gupta says, I'm furious because we lost. I'm always suspicious of people using (laughs) (laughs) that. But he says, I'm furious because we lost due to refereeing decisions and not because we played bad. Playing bad and losing is okay, but just because the ref has beef against Pep and not giving the goal (laughs) is just sad. If we were 2-0 up at half-time, we could maybe... Have qualified, so does Akash have a point? Did Manchester City lose because of refereeing decisions and not because they played badly?
1: I don't see it that way. And if they were, y- you know that you can gone? also you can also uh, do a play well and still lose. That's also another another option. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: would I would say that it's they lost it in the first leg.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't, Nothing yeah. to do with refereeing. I don't session. know. We like talking about referees, but it was bad. He, didn't he, was make, he did make every every major decision was right. I, I, I think I've
1: said <laughs> this I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, I think there is a gigantic crisis of referees around Europe. I cannot pick a single one like mm-hmm. I consider really a top referee, and that's that's a huge problem. Is is that why? Is that why
2: the colleagues want to bring in VAR? Is that going to help, do we think?
1: Uh, I think we need VAR anyways. It doesn't matter if the referee is good or bad. We need VAR. But like the Madrid penalty yesterday, that wouldn't have been cleared up by VAR, I don't think. Oh, yeah.
2: Because I, I saw a poll on Twitter at half yeah. to half-time, and it was like it was like 20,000 votes, 50% said yes, yeah. 50% said no. Oh, it's God. just like, well, yeah. okay. you know. Uh,
3: was,
0: it, was it important that Pep got sent to the stands? You yeah, I think. So. On the game? I
3: think it was it was bizarre though because I think it was Fernandinho and and Bernardo Silva who were having to go at the ref, and I thought Pep was going to come on and just you know take his players away, calm them mm-hmm. down, and he got them both away, and then he just unleashed <laughs> some fury on the ref. It was just like, why? What example are you setting? I know. Yeah, I know. It's it's intense. You know, you, he's he's obviously very passionate about the game, and and they were you know in the ascendancy at that point, but. It was just strange that it doesn't help his team at all going onto the, the running onto the pitch at half-time to, to, to scream do, Doesn't at the it
2: say more about his players that uh, when he's not on the sideline, I mean, they were so bad in the second half. Uh, yeah. Does do, do his players need him to be there on the well, sideline? Well, I think really?
0: the, the point is that Liverpool were much better. They, they re, were. They yeah, reorganised yeah. and mm-hmm. they got a bit of confidence into themselves because they couldn't get a foot on the ball for yeah, the entire true. first half. That's true. And they have that man, Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Who people, We went for lunch yesterday, myself and Philip, with other members of One Football, <laughs> And they reckon Philip looks like Mo Salah. I don't think I do. I don't see it. Yeah, I think you just I do. need to grow your hair.
2: Is there a alcohol it. involved yeah. in that <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> long, lunch? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a long boozy lunch. No, it was just a nice short pizza one. Uh, how come Manchester City can dominate the Premier League so easily, yet not make it past the quarterfinals of the Champions League?
2: I, I think there's obviously something in Pep. Guardiola, if you look at his last five uh, latter-round defeats on aggregate in the Champions League, Mm -hmm. it's 5-0, 5-3, 2-2, 6-6, 5-1. So there's obviously a pattern emerging where if a team scores an early goal, they just completely lose it
1: and can't regain themselves. And a a two-like tie is about momentum. It's not about being, you know consistent most of the time and and that the way uh Real Madrid won the Champions League last year for instance they they were not the most consistent team around Europe but they had those key moments (laughs) and and they won it and and in in a competition like this to be like a World Cup uh, weird things can happen and being the most consistent doesn't really
3: proves anything
0: um, it's now seven years since Guardiola made a pass the semi-finals in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. It's yep. a long time.
3: A long, yeah. long time. I think it's a trend. It's quite a common trend in his in his teams that they have these incredible starts, um, but the work is so intense and their performances are so intense that it's natural to burn out mentally and physically. And I think, like Alex said, they they don't really know what to do when they they have a, a, a tough time or go and go down. And you know he needs to look at that because not everyone is a super team like that team that he conquered with Barcelona. You know, City are a great team. Bayern under him were a great team. But, you know, teams can find them out as as we saw. So he he needs to look at himself and, and try and change that for next year because City, one of the main reasons for bringing him in was the Champions League. Yeah. And it's been a big, big disappointment after the season they've had.
0: Mm. Fun fact for you, if Liverpool were to win, Coutinho could get a medal. Ah, Really, he's yeah, yeah, played enough he games. <laughs> All right, yeah. um, Sevilla versus Bayern Munich. Uh, nothing to be said about this game. Nah, let's move on. A <laughs> <Very> good. <laughs> so four teams <laughs> yeah. left: Liverpool, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, Barcelona. Uh, one word answer: Who's going to win Barcelona, it from here? Barcelona. No, Barcelona. So Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I this going? is your uh, intro from before. <laughs> that is my intro from before. Liverpool, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and Roma. A one-word answer about who's going to win it from here? Sorry,
1: oh, I'll uh, I want Roma to win. Thank you, Real Madrid.
2: Oh, I said Bayern from the start. Said so Bayern. Okay.
0: <laughs> I want Liverpool, but we'll we'll see how.
3: Oh wow! It's it's nice and in there. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible.
0: Elsewhere, Europa League on tonight, and we have some interested parties. Andre Sporting are two 0 down to Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Any way they can make it back from this one?
1: Um, <laughs> after the the crisis, the recent crisis, um, I don't see them. Performing a comeback. I, I do think well, it's going to be a draw. It's going to be like 1-0 and everyone's going to uh, be waiting for the 2-0 in the last 10 minutes, but uh, Sporting concede and it's going to be 1-1. Yeah.
0: Positive as ever. Yeah. As for <laughs> Arsenal, Phil, they're 4-1 up after the first leg. Mm-hmm. You'd imagine they'll close it out from here.
3: I think so. I mean, no um, club has recently lost 4-1 yeah, no, after no, winning no. the first leg. So. I mean, the precedent has been set, but I... I don't think CSK have the quality of a Roma or, you know, of a Juve to turn this around. I mean, they have a few good players and they caused us some issues in the, in the home leg. I mean, Alexander Golovin was very good and they have Pontus Vernbloom up front doing his <laughs> <Yeah>. Marouane Fellaini impression <laughs> yeah. of just putting himself about. Beautiful name. Um, yeah. yeah, and obviously there's Ahmed Musa who was the stereotypical pacey winger with no end product. But I think we should be fine. I think this team has found their feet recently and and there should be no real issues. But that's going to be me next week when we lose 4-0. So, you know, yeah, we should be fine.
0: Now, this week saw some interesting rumours emanating from Paris and West London. The Paris ones were linking Thomas Tuchel to the PSG job and the London ones had Conte fired. Now, one of those was total... And I think this is a technical term, bollocks. <laughs> but the other one is an interesting one. And Phil, you were writing about it this week. Yep. Tuckle to Paris. You're not so
3: positive about it. It's It's not that I'm not positive. I just think...
0: Realistic, maybe.
3: The situation is... It doesn't quite fit at the moment. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there was an interesting story to come out from from Paris that it was the actual emir of Qatar who made the decision... To bring in Tuchel when
0: wait the actual Emir yeah wow
3: uh, instead of you know Nasal Khalifi who usually is in charge or Antero Enrique who the sporting director yeah. yeah who's threatening his resignation apparently you know they wanted a more sort of proven coach in maybe Allegri Conte or or even Luis Enrique um, you know more of a a sort of calm approach who can who can manage the egos and yeah. Tuchel has history. Um, uh, you know being quite difficult to work with so it will be interesting to see because in Paris there's no time off the spotlight ever uh, you know they're France's biggest side with all the pressure that comes with the money you know there's it's going to be interesting because he he's never had a dressing room like this before you know Neymar's off partying 48 hours before a Classique with Monaco you know there's big egos in Dani Alves even Kylian Mbappe, Edison Cavani you know Varati. these guys are all big big personalities. So it'll be interesting to see how he he manages this side. I mean, on in terms of his footballing acumen and his tactics, I think he's a he's an excellent choice. Um in terms of up up and coming young managers. He's brilliant. Um but it will there is no room for error now after the two issues with Blanc and, and Emery. So It'll be interesting to see how he handles the pressure and how how PSG take themselves forward from here.
0: The Egos one is the interesting one for mm-hmm. me. He would not have had that at Dortmund whatsoever. No, maybe but even maybe with another uh, uh, He had yeah. like a
2: no-nonsense approach with the yeah. yeah. and Neymar is like that times ten. Mm. <laughs> so like, how is I'm amazed by this appointment really. Yeah, does <laughs> he I, speak I mean, French? It, he yeah, does. He does. Speak he does. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. really, really okay. impressed them. Apparently, he speaks fluent French. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm amazed by this appointment.
0: So you're, yeah, you think you're Johnny Negative as well? Oh,
2: I, I really hope it works because he's like an ideas man, systems coach. But PSG aren't a aren't a squad like that. They're just big personalities. So yeah, I'm. I completely agree with Phil there. I just, I hope it works because I like Tuchel, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just can't say it. Working. See, I,
0: I don't like Tuchel, but that's per- I just. He's not the sort of guy I'd like to talk to at a party. <laughs> no, yeah. Is any top manager, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point now, I'm trying to think about who would be. Carlo Ancelotti was the first one that came to mind. He yeah. seems like he'd be a good tour. Yeah, he's yeah, a gentleman. Yeah, I'll, It's a good question, though. Maybe that's one for the listeners. Maybe, nice sure. Very, <laughs> very good. Uh, Andre, are you similarly non-positive about Tokel at PSG? Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, okay. I, I, as, as uh, Alex said and he really said it well I like him from the point of view of uh, his ideals the way he, he reads the game the way he prepares the game uh, but he's not a people's person and you need that <laughs> mm. in a club like, like PSG you need to humble down a lot of people on, mm-hmm. that, on that club and I'm not sure uh, Tuchel is the man for the
3: job a knock on effect for your club yeah, I mean, was there ever a job yeah. going at Arsenal? Was there was a lot a of rumor. talk, but yeah, I, I think he's going to be there next season. Yeah uh, And forever. forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, made some deals. he's, he's stuck runs. in the chair now, it's too late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: so we know the rumours about Conte were nonsense. Obviously, he's still in the job. But I mean, he'll be gone by the end of the season. I think that's pretty yeah. much certain mm-hmm. the team yeah, are not playing yeah. for him anymore. We did talk about this a while ago and got got some stick over but I'm pretty sure we're going to be right by the end of this season Yeah. so main candidates for Chelsea Alex
2: yeah um, Chelsea are quite renowned for being a bit of a leaky club so when rumours come out I tend to believe them and the three candidates are Allegri Jardim and Monaco oh, and
0: bite their hand off to get Allegri and, and right Luis
2: Enrique and if those are the three candidates then I just don't see that there's much of a plan at Chelsea, to be honest. Well,
0: um, sorry, Luis Enrique is a terrible idea. Let's yeah. agree upon that from yep. the start. Yeah, yeah. But,
2: but Allegri and Allegri- are two completely different managers. Yeah. Allegri is a pragmatist, is a really good tactical manager. You know, sort of gets the best out of what he's given. You know, he's worked at Juventus, one of the biggest clubs in Europe. It's kind of a continuation of what Conte is at Chelsea. And would probably work straight away. Whereas Jardim is going to take a while to have his ideas embedded into the squad. He's used to working with young players. Is that what, you know, do Chelsea want to make the most of their youth academy now? Um, You know, he's sort of used to squad overhauls. Mm. Um, So if it is these two managers, what are Chelsea doing? It it kind of reminds me. It depends. this this, This is. a comparison, which may not hold up, but it's kind of what Everton, the situation Everton were in at the start of the, uh, the mm-hmm. start of the season, mm-hmm, yeah. when Kuman left, it was like Marco Silva or Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's kind of
2: not quite that. We all know there's no plan at Everton. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it doesn't seem like there's any plan at Chelsea either. If those are the two I, I, I can see it in. in Two ways, two very different ways. Uh, if they, they want to aim for a short-term project and then try to win something right away, they would go for Allegri. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if they want to actually prepare the, 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 the team for a long-term project, like a real real deal, they would go with with Czerny.
0: So which would you go for? Say you're Roman Abramovich.
1: I would go with uh, Leonardo Czerny. He's absolutely brilliant. Uh, you're not biased
0: just because, you know, the whole <laughs> Portugal thing.
1: No, I know him quite well because he, 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 he coached uh, a lot of clubs in Portugal and he was uh, really good in all of them. Um, people, I know people who knows him personally and they say the best things about the man. So I, I would go with Leonardo Schilling without thinking what twice. What's his English like? Do we know? Is oh, it, that's a good question. Is it passable? Because that could know. make a difference, mm. you know? Uh, I don't know. Well, his French was uh, pretty bad right. when he moved to Monaco and now he's quite okay. Cuz so. I know Allegri's
2: English is good and he yeah. he was learning English yeah. when he took the Juventus job because
1: he was planning. I to honestly, I don't Premier know league. about the uh, Rangers but he is a graduate, a college graduate and I'm assuming that he yeah. learned English.
3: <laughs> yeah. Did you know that
0: Pep makes all his players do an English test?
3: Really? Yeah. Otamendi yeah. apparently passed with flying colors. Yeah, really? yeah. yeah. Better than no, his defending. Is <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, yeah.
0: uh, Phil, for you, you're Roman Abramovich. You wear those normal clothes that he wears and you've got all that money. Um, <laughs> who, are you, yeah. who are you getting in for the, for the Chelsea
3: job? I'm going for Raf Hasenhutl Ooh. from Leipzig. What? Wow. That wasn't in his i I've gone rogue. No, left okay. I've gone rogue. That's okay, what well, I'm going for.
0: Go with it. What, uh, give your reasons I for I think
3: though. he has the modern game down to a T. Uh, in the way he plays, in his ideals, in how he likes to promote youth, but he's also got the experience to manage them as well. Um, and I think Chelsea—they're not renowned for long term. Uh, I mean, they're they're usually in and out every couple of years, which you know has worked for them, but it's not—it doesn't work. I mean, over a span of maybe a decade or, or fifteen years. So I think Hasanhsu could come in. Really change how people view Chelsea and how they want to take themselves forward, and I think he could bring one or two excellent players with him as well. So that's my uh, that's my shout. The
2: the goalposts have been moved now. Roman Abramovich isn't like that rich anymore in Premier League terms. Chelsea aren't spending money like they used Mm. to. They can't spend the money like they used to. I'm sure he's not
0: going down to dole. Well, no,
2: (laughs) but they need someone who can sort of work within a budget has ideas I would go for Jardim and another candidate I would think about is Sari he hasn't signed Mm. a contract extension Mm -hmm. at Napoli he speaks very good English he's again he's an ideas coach he's used to working within a budget I think he'd be a great great candidate for that think some
0: good football too yeah Yeah. exactly
3: Sari bull
0: yeah okay well that's all from us today my thanks to Andre Alex Philip and the return of our main producer The man himself, Demo. And thanks to you for listening.